Welcome to the F5 Podcast, where today we are discussing whether the Sports Illustrated cover is it hot or not. Stay tuned. Please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. Fuck you if you don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, not beautiful. And then everyone got upset. Yes, they did. They had a rather overweight young woman with a very revealing swimsuit on the cover. And I thought, no, the cover bothered me a lot because it was a cheap manipulation of something that had been working very well for Sports Illustrated. It was also an insistence that all of a sudden this non-athletic body is as beautiful as the standard swimsuit model. It's not. It's not as athletic and it's not as healthy. And that's that. And then it's a lie that's a manipulation of that young woman. They're not on her side. They're exploiting her. And she may be participating in that exploitation, but they're still exploiting her. So don't pull any moral stunts on me because you're irritated about my opinion when it's bloody clear to anybody with eyes that that was manipulative in 20 different ways. Not everyone's a genius. Not everyone's Picasso. Not everyone's young and healthy. Not everyone is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, period. And fuck you Yes. Yes. Who liked it? Isaac liked it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love him even more, and fuck you. God bless him. We were uh, was thinking of a short list of people that I want to interview, um, and he's right at my right at the top of my list. Um, I just need to figure out how to have a conversation with him because his and his daughter might be who I need to take cues from because she grew up with him, so she knows how to do it. He's not terribly good at having conversation. He normally. Even when he's when he's podcasting, like he invites guests on, he almost always comes over the top of them and just continues to talk. Yeah. And then they try to unpack their point. And before it's like he's like impatient. He's like, I get what you're trying to go. And he, but it's like he doesn't let people unpack the conversation very well. So that would be a bit challenging. But I actually want to play a game of Catan with them and interview him. And I also want to interview AOC, um, which I think will happen in a matter of time for a number of reasons. I think she would be a very interesting person. What is her first name, by the way? Anybody remember? Is it Amanda? Alexandra. Alexandra. Thank you. Couldn't remember it. Uh, Orlando Cortez. Alexandra. <laughs> Ontario Cortez. Really? Cool. Yeah. Um, she seems really cool, from what I see on her social media, anyway. And she just—I think she just recently got married. Because I saw him officiating. Maybe it wasn't recent, but it was. Jordan was officiating her wedding, which I thought was really cool. The, the guy's called Jordan, too. A little weird for me. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. God bless I'm it. I'm honestly not seeing any negative comments. On his yeah. post, you wouldn't, because the problem with Instagram, the, fa the general problem with Facebook in general, which is obviously Instagram, is they silo you. So they generally the, the people who are going to see your posts are people who think like you got it which is that's part of their algo whereas tiktok is the exact opposite they're like fuck all right. like they'll throw stuff in front of your face that you didn't ask for you don't want but it creates way more engagement and a much more balanced follower group um the more i research tiktok the more i'm really into it i see what they're trying to do but I like that. Like that was, I think, 
especially the last four years, has shown there's been a lot of pain with the algorithm making it so that the only people that see your content are people that think just like you do. I hate body positivity. Well, Why it, do you hate I, it? I hate it. Why? I, I hate it. I, I like it if it's it. if it's like in a healthy way. If it's done in a healthy way. But if it's done because let's every, define everything, it first. Everything is accepted. Of what you? What does that mean yeah. to you? Um, okay. If if you if you're like overly critical of yourself and you're like super in, fit and in shape, then body positivity is healthy, right? But when you when your cholesterol is high and you're overweight and you're you have people telling you that you're you're beautiful and you're, you you you're just perfect the way yeah all the time high cholesterol overweight gets told they're beautiful yes i'm sure yeah yeah all the time okay all the time it's, a, it's way too prevalent okay but no and one's like oh problem. my god your high cholesterol is beautiful it's so just you more only like hate your it inner amongst people that are overweight Ooh, yeah. Question. Amongst people that are overweight, not you should not be you should not be positive about. Fit. Yeah, you should not you should point out the the flaw in that, and the the second you point out that flaw Ooh. is the second you can start changing it, because if if you're like oh yeah the, I'm perfect the way I am, you're just gonna maintain that that um you know uh, body weight or whatever the case may be that unhealthy you know state, so that that's the problem with me is that you're you're ignoring the problem and you're just accepting the unhealthy um, body that you have. I really like and you on that side. Thank you. Make eye contact body positivity. Thank you for the, the body table. positivity. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think a, a point that like you're getting at too is just because somebody looks fit on the outside, like does not mean fuck that no. they are healthy fuck or that no. they're doing the right things to get there. Oh. You got your blood work done? Yeah. See, I was going to say that. There are girls that like, might talk about that. I can help you with and that. are so unhealthy on the inside. Because uh -huh. why? Because uh -huh. they're not feeding Boom. their they're bodies. They're not eating. They're, they're not working or... out. They're not. Sure. So what you might think from a physical outside standpoint is, I think. I, that I would say that's more the exception, not the rule. Um, for the most part. If I would ask women whether that's the exception or the rule. There are so many things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. I think that it's that can... different now, but like mm -hmm. growing up, the way that beauty was seen 10, 15 years ago Go was watch that an 80s you movie. needed to be pencil thin, watch... you needed to have these gigantic boobies, oh. and okay, yeah, yeah. if you weren't pencil thin with gigantic boobies, you weren't pretty. Yeah. But it go, like it's fun to go back, it's because of Stranger Things, I've been interested in when we watched Top Gun. If you go back even into the 80s, we were far more chill. Or even Marilyn Monroe, one Marilyn of the Monroe. most beautiful women. But naturally curvy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to like jack up her body to make herself look attractive or yeah. like to, to fit this image. So I would say in all of this, and I want to hear, I'd love to hear the women get more into this. And I love your point, Dre and, and Kat. I think those are good, good things. The best lies are 60% truth. Right. And the, the reason this is a sensitive issue is because there is truth on both sides of mm -hmm. the, the issue. Right. Right. Where it's like pretending someone is fit and healthy when they're not is fucking silly. And you create much bigger problems. We know that in our society. It's like telling a kid who who participated that he's mm -hmm. a winner. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, no, he, he knows full well he's not. Right? right. That doesn't make them go, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Thank you. And that's and I see this a lot. Like when it, there's a dishonesty in telling people there's something that they full well know they're not. Uh, yeah. So there's that. I agreed with that. The other side of it, though, 
it is an incredibly important step in life to learn to love yourself exactly where you're at as you are. Mm -hmm. And nothing real lasting change happens until that happens. So, which isn't necessarily the for same thing people. as going, it's okay for my cholesterol to be too high, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, I'm just gonna love that fact. No, but accepting who you are. And this is, in our culture, we've used fear to drive behavior for so long. It's so ingrained in the human experience that we don't even understand, many of us, how to use love to drive behavior. But real growth happens when one feels unconditionally loved. See, we're, we're, and it, hold on one second. And what happens is we fuck this up because we think, well, to tell someone that they are loved just as they are means they won't change. Or if we tell somebody, hey, you're good just the way you are, then they're going to think that's okay. And that's not true. It's actually when we feel accepted for who we are that we have the power to change. So mm -hmm. there's two sides to this. And I agree with you. It's crazy when you hear people saying things like, oh, this is beautiful and this is perfect. When we all full well know it's not. But the other side of that is loving yourself for who you are is the process of change. I'm not saying, I have no, I'm not saying that you shouldn't love yourself for who you are. Right. Saying, I know you're not. Yeah. I'm saying you should, you should there, there's, a, there's a benefit in feeling disgust for your current situation, to be honest. Because that, that is oftentimes impetus to changing. When you get to, your, to, to the point where it's like, enough is enough. I got yep. to make a change. And telling people and coddling people, letting them live in a bubble, and that's fine where there's people that are, that are in shape and they're unhealthy. I think that's the exception, not the rule. I think if you're, in, if you're fit, for the most part, not all, but for the most part, you're probably looking after your health. Um, the exceptions are you're a 21-year-old girl and you're going right. to eat whatever you want and you're unhealthy, but you're still fit. But I think there's, there's definitely a value in people telling you the truth. Um, if you can't, and, and you have to look at yourself, if you can't handle the truth and you can't be accountable to yourself, you, that's a problem yeah. because no one w w wants to work with that type of person, right? Like that, that can't hear the truth and can't take, can't adjust because you, you the pr people keep trying to tell them things and they don't listen. What's going to happen is those people are going to go away. And now you're only going to have yes man around you. And I think that's what we're creating hmm. with this body positivity thing is we're creating a bunch of yes people that don't encourage people to change when they're unhealthy when they're not in shape now again love yourself i agree love yourself love where you are love your journey but there's there there is a benefit in feeling disgust for your current situation there's a benefit in like if you're broke hey i need to change i need to change i need to do something different if you're overweight i need to do something different like you know what i mean like it's you're, just, you're 100 right like, it's, it's it that isn't the issue i i agree with you though disgust is the impetus many times for change mm. um and uh, you know this the girl in sports illustrated magazine uh, notwithstanding the issue that i take and i'd love to hear from the women um on this particular issue because i'm not a woman in this particular lifetime but there is so much pressure on women to look a particular way that isn't even realistic like mm -hmm. like scandinavia i forget which country Remember which country? Norway. You maybe? know, I like now that I start to see um, Chris's cousins that are from Norway. No one has ever used a filter on anything, and I'm like, <laughs> that. And after you said that, I was like, wow, that's I true. I think it was Norway, but I may be wrong. Somebody can correct me. But one of the Scandinavian countries made it so that if you posted a picture that was altered in any way, you have to make it very clear that this picture was altered and it's not natural. Like it's a legal thing. Yeah, so, like wow. you, you can't even post it without because. 
we're creating this world where women, men too, but women I think take the brunt of this. I could be wrong, but I think women take the brunt of it. Where they, they're trying to live up to an image that isn't even real. Right. Right? And so the message of, hey, you're beautiful just the way you are, I think is an important message until it goes too far. Right. Right? Where it's like, right. and to your point, it's like there's a lot of men and women who are trying to chase that fake look. Right? And they're trashing their bodies with yeah. what they're putting in them, not eating, eating problems. And I would, I, I don't know the numbers, but I bet it's bigger than what we think it is. Mm. We're, we're, because we want to be loved and validated and we think the way to do that is to look better and we're willing to trash our bodies to do it. So I like the message of, hey, don't fucking chase the Instagram filter because it's not gonna happen and you're beautiful yeah. just the way you are. I get concerned when we're condoning behavior that we all full well know isn't healthy and isn't good. But I'd love to hear, sorry, I'm done. I'm looking at <laughs> <about> that. <laughs> I feel like this is just the swing, right? Like we went from a period where like certain looks were what was considered attractive and there were negative consequences on that that we didn't want. And so now we're going about it a different way, which isn't necessarily the right way, but it's the swing to correct what happened over here. Mm. And then once this becomes a problem, mm. we'll swing back again mm -hmm. another way. Right. When you react to air, you only cause more air. It's like the, the pendulum swing. In first world countries, actually in the world now, I guess, you are statistically more likely to die of obesity than you are starvation. Three times more likely to die of obesity than starvation. Fascinating. And obesity is a real issue right now, um, specifically in the United States, which has a lot to do with our diet. So I get a very concerned if we're like almost like hey we're going to deny the fact that we're not eating healthy we're not doing well we're going to say this is okay when we full well know it's not from a quality of life standpoint um but yeah i think you're right maybe we just we're swinging back the other way to try to balance out that we went too far very unrealistically too far the other direction i'd love to hear from the other ladies as well but yeah. for myself personally like there was an immense amount of pressure i felt like growing up that i needed to look a certain way or that I wasn't going to be attractive or loved by anyone. Ugh, that sucks. I, I come back to, so last night I went climbing and then one of my friend's daughters just like asked me a couple of questions about climbing and then I asked her questions about, because I know she's in dance. Hold on, your pull-up video? Yeah, dude. What? Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was <un> like <laughs> your back. I was like, oh my god. Fucking real with Fire. weights. Yeah, with, like with weights. She, yeah. she had weights on and was doing pull-ups. I did nine in cons Damn. consecutively. Yeah, yeah like That's out bad. of control. Ass. I just was like, no. hold on, I need to watch that again. <laughs> I can't <laughs> do <too>. that. <laughs> Jeez. That was wow. the first time I've done that actually, because my friend was just like, just try it. I'm like, fine. Mm -hmm. I'll and see if I can it. do it. And hopped on it. And next, Smalls enters Cirque Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Peace out. I'm joining the circus. <laughs> I mean, if that's my live stream, then go. I'll go all in. I love it. Um, well, coming back to it, so I was talking to my friend's daughter, and then just knowing that she's doing dancing, and she's like, oh, I'm doing jazz and ballet. And I just instantly was like, oh, my God, I hated ballet when I was your age. Then she asks me, she's like, well, why did you hate it? And then during that time, because I was pretty young, like around five or six or something like that, I just remembered hating it because it was very strict. And like the way that hmm. ballet and the whole dance industry always portrayed beautiful and great dancers were just always thin. Um, they hmm. always developed very bad eating habits growing up. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I come back to that moment because she asked me, like, why did I hate him? I'm like, well, it was very much like you had to do everything correct. Like I was, I was small, but I was always a very thick person. Like I, oh, yeah. um, like <laughs> I think it's just in my genes, right? Like Filipinos yeah. always have like really, really big legs or thick legs or strong right. legs. And I'd always just come back to, well, mm. well, we lived on an island where we always had to like travel by foot, you know? And I'm just going right back into my generation. Um, but I, I always thought of myself like I just wasn't fit to be a ballet dancer. Like I, my body type was not that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, it was really, really difficult, like with all of the pressures, because I started dance when I was young. I went all the way through high school and everyone that I knew had an eating disorder like it was bulimia or anorexia and um, even for me like it was one of those things where I felt pressured to do it so like I had been bulimic since I was a freshman and like really trying to stay healthy looking but then knowing that all of my insides were all fucked up which was really really difficult and so even till like even till this day like i hear other stories of multiple women that has been in that situation like everyone is a closeted and like closeted eating disorder somehow some way mm-hmm. and then you really have to just like reflect like why the hell am i doing this like what am i really really trying to achieve and i had to almost like re um, reverse engineer all of my thought processes because for me like the way that you're talking about body bo- positivity like it can go both ways like you can be really skinny and like really hitting yourself because it's like I'm, I'm still not thin I'm still right. not perfectly thin or um, I just get very um, emotional about it because I we all go through it like yeah. as women and I the more that I come into the role of like the pole community, the yoga community, like the climbing community, we're all in it to just try to be a better version of ourselves. And I come into the studio, specifically pole, like where I see women who happen to be a little bit bigger, who are expressing themselves in the most beautiful Mm -hmm. way possible. And I know that they're actually really trying to do the work, you know, just as like someone that has been skinny shamed their entire life because their genetics Mm -hmm. are just thin and like fit um it goes both ways like Mm -hmm. so i don't understand the hate on that i understand that like what we are trying to do is like if we can create a system or like in america like quality control of food like why are we putting so much shit in our food can Mm -hmm. we just like start there versus like stop eating 100 like entirely so if we can teach people like it's, it's like we know we have to eat our vegetables, but we just don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's like we have to continue to eat the vegetables. We have to continue to balance it out because I think the most healthy lifestyle is eating veggies and chocolate. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, they're, like eat the cake too, yeah. you know. Um, I'm all for body positivity because I think that is a switch for anyone to be like, okay, well, I love myself now today and how I was. I also have been in a period where like back in like 2015, for whatever reason, I had adult acne, um, gained 20 pounds. And then there was someone in our office that was like, Molly, you're fat. And I was like, or you gained weight. And I was like, wow, that really has stuck with me after eight years, you know? And I just, yes, I appreciate when people share that with me. Um, or at least are real with me, but it has to be like my closer friends. Yeah, you know? like, I was yeah, just no, gonna ask, just how random, did you take not that? So random, dude. I mean, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck, man. I remember telling Sandra about it, and yeah. I was like, oh, 
my God, like I do need a change. Okay. And I, like Stanner and I had been very accountable with each other when it, mm -hmm. when in regards to working out, like we all always had been. And I think it was very natural to stay accountable because we work together so much and we both were always on the strive to become stronger, healthier in whatever way possible. So I am totally talking a lot about this whole thing because I get really, really, you know, passionate about it because I think that people really, it does have to start with love. Like you really have to love yourself or really have to understand like the future self. So I always talk about like, I'm doing this right now for myself, for mm -hmm. my future kids. So my future kids have a very healthy mother, a healthy grandmother. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see 60 plus year olds climbing mm -hmm. at the gym and that always blows my mind like I want to be that person you know yeah. like what is our long-term long-term goal you know what I would say uh, the equivalent pressure on men um, compared to um, beauty is money money yeah. right mm. so my question would be why don't we have bank positivity if we have beauty positivity why don't we have hey mm. appreciate your bank the way it is yeah <laughs> I think that was a really funny token that you talked about very briefly on yeah. Monday because it's like if you are in the negative uh -huh. bank account like how are you gonna like what are you going to do to take the necessarily necessary steps to change that you can't just like continue being in the negative like that right. freaks me out even as a woman no way so but like I get I get the 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 desire to be healthy with regards to mindset and you can't like People commit suicide and you can't get to the point where their mental health is is impacted because people are making fun of them or bullying them or whatever the case may be. Um, uh, for the most part, I think that and, and to your point, like it's not good to, to bully someone. It's not good to say a comment when you're not really close to that person. So that's just social awareness in general. Don't don't say those things. Um, but I also think that you need like close friends, at least close friends that can be like, hey, let me sit you down. This is a problem, right? Like you don't want close friends. Like in any other, any other situation, if you were in a relationship that was very abusive, you don't want your friend going, hey, love the relationship the way it is. <laughs> you, like mm -hmm. you'd be like, no, right. I need to sit down with is. you. Mm -hmm. I need to sit down with you and I need to tell you that this person's abusive. And if you want to stay my friend, great. If you don't, great too. But this, friend, this person's abusive and you're going to regret marrying this person. Right. The same thing with with being overweight, like I would want a true friend would sit me down and go, hey, you're overweight. You need to lose weight. You're unhealthy. Um, you have children that you have to take care of or you have your daughter to take care of. I would want that person to tell me that as opposed to, you know, be, feel good about yourself or, you know, that's just me personally. We, we want, that's just me personally. We want honesty in our closest relationships. And I think that's important. I, I agree with you. If, if, there's an unhealthy behavior there and, and your friends or your community is acting like it isn't unhealthy and it's not a big deal to me that isn't love yeah. right? real love shows up in honesty it says hey this but that may be a different slightly different issue than what we're talking about um but the honesty around unhealthy behaviors i think is incredibly important and you're right that i think you know men get judged more for their earning potential right um but I think that you can, there's lots of reasons why it probably doesn't seem like it's the same message, but there's a lot of, a lot of women who don't to date broke dudes or end what? up with broke dudes. And I, you're like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Like I did a video. Women have high standards. It was like two or three months yeah. ago on TikTok. Uh, and I, I mean, it was hundreds of thousands of, of likes and comments around that very issue. 
um, I think it was on Ambition. You could look it up, but it was uh, yeah. like, but it was like I couldn't believe I the amount of people who. I remember that video. Yeah. Whereas, like, so it's it's it's. I think I get the 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 positivity message, and I think maybe we're recalibrating that because there's this angst towards capitalism right now and what earning actually looks like, or why is it important. So there's recalibration there, but I think in any of this, all of it is lead with love. Lead with love. Part of love is truth. I don't think you can have love without truth. Uh, I think they go hand in hand, but lead with love. And from there, that creates the place where somebody knows, hey, you're okay just the way you are because you're loved for who you are. That gives them the strength to actually change. Whereas that like, and you, I've seen people change for other reasons. I've seen people change because they want love, right? It usually takes years of therapy to get out of that though. Yeah. Like it's still not, or like they, the reason they want to earn money isn't because they're really passionate about money. It's because they believe they won't be loved or valued if they don't have money. I don't think that's a great way to show up in life personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we may look at it and go, wow, that's so amazing. Look at their success. And then you realize there's a broken little boy in there that just wants to be loved. Right? And that's what's driving the behavior. Like, So some of these messages can get convoluted for sure. Um, but I think, <clears throat> I think the important thing is to if we can learn how to love each other for how we show up, that's the basis for all lasting change. I also think that if you are going to be calling anyone out, whether it's their bank account or their weight, you need to be in the position to be saying that. Um, you can't be an overweight person telling another overweight person you need to change your life. Um, because then it's like, <laughs> it's true though. No, like there's people, true. like, you know, wives or husbands that tell their significant other, like, you need to go to the gym. It's like, well, bitch, what about you? You know, like, I think that's where the message gets lost is that people are so quick to tell someone that they are wrong or they're, you know, they should change something when it's like, are you doing the work? Are Mm -hmm. you doing, you know, are you going to work? Are you trying to figure out how to make more money, how to lose weight, how to get healthier? Are you Mm -hmm. like, I think that's where it needs to start before someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think before people start uh, wanting to have those conversations with people, they need to make sure they're in the position to do it. it, it, it yeah, I agree with you. The, the, the other thing that's really funny about that is what we think is beautiful has changed over the last few hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like, like being a little bit on the plump side, I'm, using, I'm actually borrowing from a 1700s reference was considered Royalty attractive in royalties mm-hmm. because you means you were well fed and well mm-hmm. taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny to me that a lot of this is just, we're not, now we're not talking about being unhealthy or being obese where you're literally degrading the quality of your life and your lifespan. Um, but like some of this is simply just opinion, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. somewhat arbitrary. It's what's in and what isn't currently. And, and to me, that's a tragic thing if you've got women or men busting their ass to follow a cultural, right. you know, uh, kind of what trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not feeling like they're adequate if they're not fitting into that trend. Well, it makes me think, too, of, like, women who have just given birth. Like, if they're coming oh, gosh, at yeah. it from, and even their partners, too, fuck, that would suck. But an aspect of, like, my body is not beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I look like shit. Like, this is terrible. And so mm-hmm. I need to fix that as opposed to hey, I love myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I might not be where I, I want to be, but I just had a freaking baby. I just birthed My a human being. just yeah. created this person inside of me. And I have to appreciate, like, all of the changes that it went through in order to create that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. I agree. So true. 
I know someone <laughs> asked, or like my sister-in-law asked Charles, um, like, what are you going to do when Molly gets fat from being pregnant? Jesus. Like, would you still love her? What? Like, we were having a random ass dinner conversation. Was, I don't know. Were they just joking? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then she, he was just like, well, I mean, I think she has her own standards, but yes, I would still love her. That's like a no-brainer. But it's interesting because bring, even bringing that up, it just makes me sad to think that there could be partners out there that would just flip the switch and be like, nope, you're too big, whatever. Like, I'm done. Like, they're psycho, I'm sure. But that would just suck. Like, there's no... That's more common in the opposite gender. Like, if, if a man becomes broke, it's more likely that the wife will divorce. Is that, um, interesting. Is that true? It, it's statistically true, yeah. Based on a Harvard study, they said that the, the um, like, 75, what was it? Like, a high percentage of divorce was due to a man losing his job. Yeah, that's true. Finances yeah. finance is much higher. I, I, and I, there was another study, um, another gender study that showed that women were harder on women than men were. Like, it wasn't necessarily imposed by men. But that, in no way, to me, takes away from what you're what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Or just yeah, like, I agree the, with what you're saying like, too. Like as a partner, it's then how do I show up in a way in support of this person and what they're going through? And like, yeah, pregnancy is is can be very tough on the on the woman. Um, and being able to show up in support of that, like, hey, you're loved just the way you are, and you just brought our beautiful son or daughter into this world. Like that's worth celebrating. Uh, I don't know any stats around that, but I like the pressure that a woman can feel on that. I can imagine would be would be horrible. And it's like, on top of the fact that your hormones are going freaking nuts because you just had mm-hmm. a child, um, and that's got its own complications. Well, it's definitely an insecurity for sure um, that needs to be dealt with. But I'm not a woman. I don't play one on the internet, but I know breastfeeding will help. Yes, it does. It yeah. burns. It burns a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. It's better if you say it. Mm. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> <laughs> it burns. Calories. It burns, and he understood what I was saying. Calories. <laughs> but for the people, you know, burns what? <laughs> what, are, what are we burning? Wait, wait, wait. Go back to that. <laughs> My nips are on fire. My nips are on fire. Yes, that's true. It's an interesting conversation. What do you guys think about what Jordan Peterson said? <laughs> Fuck you. I I agree, but it was very much similar to what Saab said what now two weeks ago before mm-hmm. he came out with that. It's a little bit more rough around the edge, edges with regards to that. Yeah, but I think, I think he's very angered um, or frustrated by the comments that he was getting because people weren't understanding it the way that Saab did or you know any of us it, did after that conversation. It's it wasn't a tricky, elaborated. It, social media creates this weird collective. Eventually, hopefully, humanity goes back to telepathy where we we see clearly what we're thinking and meaning. Uh, and which will change the way we communicate verbally. But social media has become the collective's way of communicating, but context is lost most of the time, right? So if the, the worst thing you can do is assume you understand the context or you assume you know what the person meant. And when you are a controversial figure and people don't like you, it, you even have to be more careful. I guess you don't have to be, but you have to be careful about how you phrase things because mm-hmm. people will read into that what they want to weaponize their hate for you, right? And that's, I know Jordan because I've listened to enough of his content to know he's not trying to hurt the young woman. He's not trying to insult her or to make her feel less than. 
he just chose that moment to double down on a point that he's been making for years. It just was like, why? Why this one? <laughs> like, whatever. It's, it's, it's his thing to do. And I'm, I'm sure his, like, his following, he didn't lose his following at all because yeah. they, they know him well enough to go like, well, I know what he meant by this. But the people that were either on the fence about him or like hate him, he just gave more fuel to their fire, which <clears throat> I guess that's part of it. Like, it's like you can't, you can't we, please We just don't do it in any other area of life. Uh, <clears throat> this is the only area like, don't where do what? We, we, don't, we don't have like positivity for a negative uh, you know, result. We don't have any. No, we do. We've yeah, been doing do. this since the '80s. For, okay, for example, uh, you, there's no such thing as like examples. education heart positivity. Like, of course I have, there a, is. I have a 2.3 GPA, and, and you I'm still trying graduate to in, high school, and you got a GED. No, but right. <laughs> no. So I hear, what, I hear what you're saying. But I can't get into just, Harvard if I have a 2.3 GPA. I can't be on Sports Illustrated if if I'm overweight and unattractive to the general population. It's just it just it, that's I not how it works I see so if it, if it doesn't work for every other saying. area why are we why are we making an exception for this area it doesn't make sense like uh you know carl rogers had a large influence in this he was a psychologist um in the 70s and, and 80s um uh, he coined the phrase if it feels good do it but he was all about self-esteem was the reason why we had so many mental health issues and he had a big influence on how academia began to approach this with kids and this is why you have participation trophies mm -hmm. and you have, you know, people being esteemed for giving it their best when they're failing in school early on. The problem is, is there is zero data that shows that this actually works in increasing self-esteem. <clears throat> and like we have more mental health issues now than any other time since we started tracking these numbers. <clears throat> and it's not, I think part of it is the human knows when you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. When you're telling somebody you're a winner when you're clearly not, the human goes, I can't trust you because you're telling me something that is clearly not true, mm -hmm. right? And, and so I think that creates more self-esteem issues, not less. But we are attempting this in lots of areas of our culture right now. It's not just with physical beauty. It's, we're trying to tell people you're okay when you're clearly doing... Participation trophies, yeah. Participation trophies, but even more than that, the vein of uh, a lot of our, our messaging, at least what's loud and proud, is you aren't responsible for why you are the way you That's are. That's true. Right? And that message 100%. is pervasive. Mm -hmm. And it's if it worked, like if it genuinely made humans better and they showed up better and their mental health was improving, I'd say, yeah, fuck it, let's roll with it. But it's not. When, when, it's somebody, not says for, when somebody says, for example, it's the billionaire's fault that I'm, I'm broke, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I, I don't wish, blame them. They're like, ignorant, but I don't blame I, them. I get, like, I, get, I get what they're saying, but I wish I could just <laughs> reach out to them and be like, hey, like take responsibility for your current situation and that's going to be the best chance you're going to have to change it <clears throat> not blaming billionaires so when they stay in that state i'm like okay how long before you come out of that state and you can start changing because if they're like always blaming external factors then they're always going to be in the same position because it's never their fault so right. what do they have to do to change right and so when i see that i feel, I, I feel more um empathy than anything 100%. Yeah. When you see people say things that are woefully ignorant and you're like, instead of judging it, lead with compassion and, hey, how did you, how did you get here? What's right. your math? Like, how did this become your solution? And it, to me, it, like, it hurts my heart because I'm like, what, what lie did you have to believe around your own value <clears throat> and what the reality of the world is that you would believe that this person is holding you back from right. being successful? It's wild to and, me. And you know, like, <sighs> successful people act far different than unsuccessful. Like, people that are on their journey, for example. 
like, okay, if you're on your journey, you can be very successful. If you're making the right decisions, you have the right attitudes, you can be, but I, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern amongst super successful people versus people that are not as successful and they're stuck in a rut. And there's like very clear patterns. And some, one of the patterns is being a giver versus being a taker. Right. So that is a clear pattern that I see that is very, um, this, uh, that, that, that's the distinction that makes a difference between a successful person and oh, a man. man. So you're saying successful people are givers? Successful people are givers mm -hmm. and they don't, there's no like expectation around it. More mm -hmm. often like, than not. If yeah. Because there's abundance there. Right. But right. that message will make a lot of people, poor people's skin crawl. I know. Because <laughs> their, their belief isn't like the exact opposite. No, but it's, it's I'm wild. Giving, 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 like giving, it's like giving. you want to see, you want to see somebody get angry quick. Tell them the reason why wealthy people are wealthy is because they're selfless and they give. And the reason poor people are poor is because they're selfish and greedy. Like, <laughs> just, you fucking, they'll flip a lid. It, it just, but there is nuanced truth to that. There it, is a truth in that. Yeah, process. it's anecdotal evidence. But just my, based on my personal experience, I surround myself with a lot of successful people. <clears throat> and what I see consistently is is giving, 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 not expecting anything in return, being surprised that they're doing that when they're, they're like this huge, you know, affluent influential person and they're like consistently giving Dave Meltzer is an example of that like so this last conference you know I, I you know I paid a pretty good amount but it was based on my offer and he would have accepted anything if I said hey can you can you speak for free but but, but he's he's given me so many like uh, opportunities in the in the in the past I offered him like 10k to speak but he probably and that, that's a favor in itself he charges 25 um i i hate to say that like out loud but like he could he would have done it for free if i just asked because i have a relationship with him but i was like no i'm not going to do that um but what i've seen is like he's always giving he's always giving he's always like yeah how can i help how can i how, how can i do this how can i do that now obviously you have to be um discerning with regards to who you like you got to give people chances that are going to take advantage of those chances that are going to be successful from those or it's going to help them. But whenever I see somebody, it's like always like, what am I getting out of this? What am I always, what am I getting out of this consistently? Right. And there's this like visceral reaction they have when you're like, Hey, can you, can you do this? And like, okay, what, like how much extra are you going to give? I'm always like, I feel empathy because I'm always like, I wish I could just let you hear me that that's not going to get you as far as you need to get, you need to be. Um, and I don't know, like what your thoughts are on that ladies. What comes to mind is almost like a friendship that I had where I was on the ladder where I continue to give, 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 give. And I did not that I expected anything in return from that friendship, but it was almost like it was draining my energy. And there were moments where just like, I just can't be your friend. I can't be your friend anymore. Um, and then I had to kind of like, I think every time you talk about ghosting, I always feel like that person on that side because I'm like, shit, I am that person. Like I totally ghosted her because I couldn't just handle it. Couldn't talk to her anymore. But then it's, she kind of phased me out too. So not a big deal. <laughs> so, but I, come, each like, other? I think quit, about that because I, um, <laughs> cause I I'll think about all of the situations that, that she's been in and, and she always played the victim in every thing that she did mm -hmm. and it was interesting because she um i don't know how to say it 
because she was a coach or like a therapist or whatever that she was, but then always came to me with all of her problems. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not even a licensed or certified <laughs> therapist. Like I can't handle this anymore. You know, like there are, I have so much, like I have a lid too, you know, like yeah. I can't just accept yeah. all of the things. Cause even one time there was this phrase that was just like, I, my cup is, or I, I think I t shared it with Sandra. I was like, Today, I have the ability to take on whatever burden that you have on you so that I could just be your sounding board. Like, I have that, I have that space to give. And then Tomorrow, it was very, I may need you to have that space. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Yeah, that's community. community. That's, why, that's yeah. where the discerning part comes in. Like, mm -hmm. you have to be discerning with regards to who you provide value to, mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's where that comes in. So if you're provide, providing value and you have the mindset and you're trying to work with somebody that doesn't have that mindset and you're giving to that person consistently, yeah. it's... There should be like a mutual exchange. Like there should be like a there should be no tension with regards to like the value that each party is getting. I think. And it's interesting because honestly, like I don't have a shit ton of bad days. I really don't. Like they happen very sparingly. And then when that friendship kind of like developed, and she'd ask me like, "Is there anything that you can share with me?" Or like, "Is there anything that I'm like?" Honestly, everything's really honestly good. There's nothing like if I had to share. It was almost like I was holding back because I had so much good to share that I didn't want to mm. share that with her. Did yeah. you feel like she just wanted like <coughs> misery loves company? Yes. She wanted to know of. the bad. Yeah, and I had nothing like nothing dramatic happening in my life during that time, and there was nothing for me to, to give that to her. And I'm like, oh no, everything's kind of good. <laughs> like the, the tricky uh, thing is, he was good with the hammer, sees everything as a nail, right? So mm -hmm. the coach therapist types they generally connect in the way that they serve. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get a lot of that interaction until you figure out how to navigate it if you decide you want to with them because they're, that's how they know how to connect. Yeah. Right? So their value is in, I'll listen to you. Therapizing. You to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Therapizing. Um, Therapizing. I think we have to land the plane, but uh, but uh, I, I'll, I'll say that I learned a lot from you, Sebastian, with regards to giving. I think... I had a little bit of that in, to, in me, like when I initially started, I was like, what are you giving me? What are you giving me? And I think we, and, 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 I, and I think the, the, I sensed that you wanted to change that and you felt empathy towards like that situation, like yes. initially. And so how did you switch? Was it, <laughs> how did I switch? Mm -hmm. um, you you got to be the message and Sabs was the message. So he started giving, right? So. Be the, be, be the change you want to see. Be the change you want to see, right? So be the change. Like if you if you you're, you're like, hey, give. You gotta give. You gotta like see what you can do to 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 give more, trust more, whatever the case may be. We and appreciate that, the Thai food. Yeah. See. Thank you. Appreciate. It. Um, so uh, yeah. So I think I think that's just be the message, and I think that I've learned a lot through that. So there is value in being around people that can help you grow, um, and I think I saw that, and I was like, all right. Like I'm, I'm getting after Sebastian regardless of whether he, you know, cancels on me or whatever the case may be. I want to keep, <laughs> and so I'm always thinking in terms of like, okay, how how can we provide value? How can we, you know, do that? And I think you've been the message, so I have to give you credit for that. You've been the message, Thank you, brother. Yeah. <laughs>